Hello, dear listeners. It's Shreya and Nicole, your monstrous producers. Thank you so much for traversing the eerie halls of the unknown with us over the last year. Monsters Out of the Closet is a creature very close to our hearts, and since its inception, we've seen this as a podcast for and by our community. It was especially important to us that this podcast support its community as much as you have supported us. Therefore, we are proud to announce that thanks to your support on Patreon, we have begun the process of backpaying all contributors from the last year. Moving forward, your support will also make it possible for us to pay contributors up front for their work. As individuals committed to supporting our LGBTQ peers financially in their lives and creative endeavors, we are so happy that we can begin our second year in line with the mission of this podcast. Thanks again for your support, and we can't wait to create more spooky content with you this year. We are looking forward to our upcoming transformation and Halloween episodes, and we hope you are too. Now, on to the show. They called us monsters, so monsters we became. We are monsters out of the closet. I'm Nicole. And I'm Shreya. Nature can writhe beneath our skins or strike from untamed wilderness. We know very well that our natures can bring both comfort and heartache, and artifice may bring either innovation or oppression. This month, our artists present, for your consideration, the visceral fear of death, the creeping horror of synthetic facades, and the drive for survival that anchors our greatest nightmares. Even the darkest forests teem with life at a closer look. Just as the underbrush conceals a flurry of activity, emotions and dreams sprout and decay in our first piece, Forest Floors, written and read by Julian Lopez. Stories begin, always nearing their end, except for those I never read. Pillars bloomed from the earth, but I remained silent. Not the rainfall splattered in mud, rummaging for blossoms left beneath the snow, and not the sanded meadow embraced in ocean river's end. I grew up that way, silent, beneath the frosted mercy of winter, a quiet sleeper without hunger, pale flickers that slept beneath the leaves, colors deleted by years of brittle husks that couldn't hold me without a taste of blood, someone waiting in the cold, breath snatching at a second wind, and the sun breathes too. Filling up with life until the forest I lived in darkens with the sky. The sun is drowning and so my pen begins to write a home, hoping it can be made before my senses begin to close. 
taking everything away as eyes begin to fall. forest dreamt of me that night, all in silhouettes and shutters. The cabin lurked as it always does, fire set in the hearth to keep something at bay, lingering in the dark. Empty ears to accompany the heart. A song from the forest was the only sign of another. Trinchera de soledad que llama y entierra la lluvia, besando, regando la mar. Me llena así, escondido. Disculpa, pero no veo el amor. Algo mío murió con el sol. Pale beasts are in every story. The glistening of teeth as the winter of day comes back full force. My name was a way to forget the colors. I drank it in with rivers still within me. Voices shake as blood begins to spill, and so I drink red, waiting to be filled. Shallow. Memory house sent me full of wishes warmed me by the gas stove, little mirrors listening through the branches, always humble and full of throat, awakening at once where I begin the night and woods begin to chase me, all teeth brimmed over flesh, better than home, and a cycle of thoughts slowly filling with heaped bone and rot. Memories gasp. They found me, glistening, encapsulated in the horror. Purple, white, seasons soon discovered the madness of time. Hearts coat sleeves and leave me all alone. But sometimes return to nurture my mind. Memories. Outdated fiction I could still believe. I sense a hunger lurking in the trees, craving the gore I left behind, hoping I would never have to find it. But it found me, at the brink, amid sinking willows that wept without any god to guide them. Terror is a guide that won't let me grow. The fickle sneer of animal mercy. And there the darkness took me. What are the thought strands that keep me in the muck? How can beginnings all fall apart? How could the world become a mess of death, falling slowly through the mud? Does your breath scream within the trap? Then, can any moment become a never-ending window into absence? I pass through adolescent bloom amidst a forest of flesh pillar matchsticks. One morning I came home, amid forest floors, to find bloodied crows feasting where childhood memories should be. Caught in the light, they sit patiently, crunching holes, 
asking long forgotten questions in place of things I should have seen. Years of burrowed places where I felt countless eyes and long forgotten faces, but the faces never forget me. I wandered alone for some time and had to learn again how I could ever see. I grasped the crow in my hand, slowly plucked glistening talons, and wondered which of us suffered. No one comes from above. The sky will never climb. If orchards were full of roses, then why are none of them mine? I hope to sit back again and join the trees in reckless wonder, warming the furnace of the night that held me. Wondering now why the terror scorns, tangled still as my mouth begins to form. Alas y hueso que llenan de mi deseo, así algo me llamó de la tierra, ojos morados, cualquier relámpago de fe ya se ha agotado. Algo me soñó en el bosque, cargas de la noche, ternura de mi voz, convertido en ganas de ser sin hacerme flojo. Torrents of purple washing out to the sea where he and I would sleep. Tasting breeze one final time before returning home in answer to the years of waiting with only a dream to let go. Life and death are intimately linked. We see those evolutionary forces delicately intertwined in our next piece. Witness the unforgiving cycle in The Heron Eats Young Crocodiles, written by Sarah Schaff and read by Katie Yaumans. In the blank dream, the walls grew thin, light pressed in. Latest flesh all smooth across, a hundred and twenty million years, youth feels fangs urgent pushing, cold brain, hunger, heart out again against itself. Striated gold lash the eye, purple-black scoots lope up the back. Vespertine chorus clings under the sky. Black insect lust dance. Birth-slicked body slides from under the dream towards... Death is brainless and drops behind it something that looks like the night. Her gilded lance opens body throws flesh to appetite. 
exits. Then another cell in the compound eye begins to cool. Our next piece prowls in the unsettling territory between nature and artifice. What frightens us about the dead-eyed stare of an android or the slurred syllables of a programmed voice? Uncanny Valley, composed by Nicholas Vines and played by Ryan McAvoy McCullough, explores that tension and terror.
Our bodies demand habitation, regardless of our desires, and this intimacy breeds a horror that envelops and ensconces us. This short poem by Tara Rangan explores the destruction we subject our bodies to in the hopes of finding peace. Oil cleanser, foam cleanser, exfoliator, toner, essence, serum, booster, ampoule, mask. It is natural to scrabble at the bark until your fingernails bleed. Eye cream, face cream, sunscreen. Do not be overwhelmed. It is natural to be overwhelmed. It is natural. It is natural to peel at the rough dry brown covering to reveal the untarnished white flesh beneath. Like salt water, 
aloe vera, lavender, bird's nest, horse oil, snake venom, the blood that rushes to fill a razor nick. It is natural to scrabble at the bark until your fingernails bleed. It is natural to peel at the rough dry brown covering to reveal the untarnished white flesh beneath. When we fail the living creatures around us, guilt can slither and crawl to the surface in surreal and grotesque ways. Squirm, written by producer Nicole Colland and read by Della Robertson-Glenn, plays witness to a body consumed and remade by an unlikely and bizarre source. Please be advised that this piece contains elements of body horror. It was summer in Portland. Heat heavy, sprouts green, soil ready. When my sweet worm children were left to rot, suffocated in muck, starved by maggots. I wondered if they knew who was to blame. I tried to live and let it go, but in me there was an ugly pit. The next day, when I woke, my toe had grown an inch. I felt no pain, the skin unmarred, just an added joint in my right middle toe. A slight feeling of imbalance, and a sock that wouldn't quite fit. Mama, why did you leave us? Mama, didn't you love us? Mama, Mama! The weeks pass with fevered dreams of a horrid crawl in wet dark. Heat presses into my skin as my body burns a hole in the TV room couch. My toe had grown much longer, draped over the beer can laden table, surface smeared by mucus and scattered toenails. I hold a pair of garden shears. My hands do not tremble when the blade cuts through skin and bone. The long toe is severed but my hands only tremble when the severed toe starts to wriggle. Mama, why did you hurt them? Mama, did you love us? Mama, Mama! My toes have each grown several segments now. They flail, curl and flick, with minds of their own, foreign yet a part of me. My fingers have started growing too, calluses softening, fingernails loose and falling off, skin damp with slime. The severed toe still spasms somewhere in the corner of the room. fingers and toes span the length of the room, writhing and twisting this way and that. My eyesight has faded to soft shadow and light. My ears shrivel off, sealed over with new skin. 
I would scream if I could. But my toothless mouth is filled with slime and the taste of dirt, as my worm tongue twitches absently. Mama! 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 All I know now are sensations. The scent of earth. The moisture of slick. The incessant squirming. As I am encased on all sides and filled from within by autonomous worm limbs. There is no air. There is no sound. Just the suffocating press of my ever-growing children. I am Mama. I am Worm. I give myself to them. Who's to say what aspects of ours are nature or nurture? We long to be wild, yet we scramble for control. We elevate authenticity, but also revel in artifice. What about you, dear listener? What blooms or lurks in your true nature? Thank you to Julian Lopez, Sarah Schaff, Nicholas Vines, and Dara Rangan for your contributions. And thanks also to Katie Yaumans and Della Robertson Glenn for your performances. Additional sounds and audio are from Ben Sound, Anna Ree, and JJ House 4. To find out more about these pieces, our artists, and our readers, please visit our website, monstersoutofthecloset.com. Our next episode, Transformation, will be released September 25th. In the meantime, we have filled submissions through our November episode and are looking for selections to feature in episode 15 and beyond. We have updated our themes for those episodes, so make sure to look at those on our website. You can learn more about our new themes, submission details, and voice acting opportunities on our website's Submit page. Stay up to date with podcast news through monstersoutofthecloset.tumblr.com and at pod underscore monsters on Twitter. Special thanks go to our supporting producers, Tara Rangan, Lindsay Holt, Sarah Lopez, and Lourdes Kaland. And a very big thanks to all of our patrons. Thanks to you, we have been able to compensate all of our artists to date and new artists for months to come. To help this project reach greater heights, help us grow by rating and reviewing us on Apple iTunes. Believe it or not, it really does make a difference. So thank you so much for your support. Monsters out.